welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about the absolutely incomprehensible Atiye slash The Gift season three, episode six. <laughs> I think we have a lot to say about this episode and I'm very excited to get to the gossip section. I am not drinking tea, but I am drinking kind of like a Kier Royale type of drink. Wow. Very delicious. Oh my God, Sammy. How do you have all these very fancy drinks? We opened some Prosecco for New Year's and it is still alive. So I, oh, I was going to ask like, what kind of it. drink that is. So it's Prosecco. Yeah, it's Prosecco. Okay. And normally like, I think it's like plum. No, pomegranate or like pomegranate? some weird oh, berry thing. Oh, no, okay. we, I, I learned about I, this in my French class. I used, I got it in Morocco a lot. Ago. Yeah. Cure Royale. Perfect cure. Oh, Candicasis. Yeah, that's like a berry thing that you can only get in North Africa, right? Oh my I God. have no idea. It's good. <laughs> yeah, French berry liqueur with champagne is a proper cocktail. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys drinking any tea? Nope. Nope. Although I am very cold currently. Tea would warm you up. You can make some right now. Eh, have to recap the show first. <laughs> That'll warm you up. <laughs> your, eh, but what else? Your hot takes will warm you up. <laughs> um, okay, so now Sophia is going to take us through what the heck happened in this episode. Okay, to be perfectly honest, it was kind of slow. I kind of spaced out for parts of it. Definitely going to be a really bad read. I thought I was paying attention and then something would happen and I'd be like, what? Where did that come from? I'm so yeah. confused. Yeah, I had to rewind a couple of times. Oh, God. Um, Me too. Well, not rewind. I don't even know what that's called when we don't have a tape. Whatever. Go back, I guess. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> so the episode begins with Umut and Erhan looking for Atiya and Aden because they found the car but she's nowhere to be found and so they kind of figure out that if they find the tree of life they can find them like they need to solve the mystery of this place whatever that is right in the meantime Aden and Atiya are being guided by Sahel in this weird like cave thing underground thing and we can discuss this but at some point like it seems like they're in the upside down to use some stranger things lingo but like yeah I, I, I had that note too because they have a few shots where they flip the mm-hmm. yeah that's that, it made me kind of dizzy um so they're they're walking and then Sahar like abandons them in the middle and then there's a snake that's guiding them. And then the snake goes into a crevice. <laughs> I mean, when did they even them. get out of the cave? Like, I completely missed that. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's quite confusing. Um, but as you can see, this is where I, I watched accidentally the snake going into the oh, crevice. Oh, yeah, the snake. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're in this apparently netherworld because everything's like gray and there's like skeletons and stuff. And Ati is having all of these reflections that I'm honestly not going to go into detail, but she's like, my grandmother taught me to listen to the voice of the universe. Like the soil has a voice. Everything. <laughs> okay. This is, I'm getting ahead of our section, but I was like, holy shit. You have no idea what's going on Atiyah. And you're like trying to impart wisdom on your girl, on your daughter who does know what's going on. <laughs> like shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, God, that was so annoying. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, <laughs> no worries. I agree with you hundred percent. Um, so then we have this archaeologist dude who's like helping out, but he's very sketchy. I mean, it's too obvious that he's very sketchy. Um, and Jensu arrives and she's also extremely sketchy in this episode, um, in my opinion. But she arrives and she's like, so Erhan's pissed because he didn't know that Ati was with Ozan. And Ozan is like, like creeping around. <laughs> And Jansu like clearly doesn't know what to do while um, Umut and Erhan are like trying to find like this ancient map so they can find the tree of life, which whatever, nobody cares. <laughs> um, to be perfectly honest, like it doesn't seem like they're advancing much. 
I'm just worried because I feel like they're going to kiss again at any point during this show. Yeah, every time um, they're together, I get nervous. Yeah, and then Melek is also in Marden, it seems, but she's wearing extremely fancy clothes in an extremely fancy hotel. Um, and so Ati and Arden are like, I mean, they seem to be in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't think they know where they are. Um, and then Atiyah like realizes that Aden should be the one guiding her and Aden's like, okay, I'll do it because obviously I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, and so then Jansu is useless, obviously. So she leaves and then she finds Ozan outside. Um, and she's like, well, for, oh, she's like, oh, where's my sister? Like, and he's like, no, well, she stole the car and she took Aden and she left me. And she's like, I don't believe you. And then she like believes him. And then weird ar- archaeology guy like escapes and doesn't want to help out because they need to find some maps so they can find where the tree of life is. This ancient Persian tree of life, whatever. Wait, he um, doesn't honestly. wait, wait, he doesn't escape. Like Adam, Well, he like, leaves. Yeah, he's like Satan, you know, people at the Marsden Museum, right? And then Satan no, like, attacks all like absent-minded, like he didn't hear him, although he was clearly listening the whole time because he's sketchy. And then <laughs> he goes off to ostensibly help with that but first he's like oh it's too late like i they're not gonna help me at this mm-hmm. hour yeah. or whatever yeah but then he like allegedly leaves to help honestly to be sketchy but what yeah sure. well yeah he does be, be sketchy but like <laughs> he had a purpose for leaving he didn't just like run out of there <laughs> true um but he does see jansu and ozan outside for what it's worth and jansu tells ozan to like get the fuck out and then Umut and Erhan are like debating their whole map theory, whatever Persian name for the tree of life. And the sap will like bring people health and whatever. Um, and they like kind of hear like the fight between Jansu and Ozan. So they come out and then Erhan's really pissed off and he wants to like beat the crap out of Ozan. And he's like, where is Atiye? Like she was with you. And he's like telling her, telling him that Atiye jumped out of the car and left him or kicked the car and left him. But Erhan doesn't believe that, which is classic. Um, but then they like agree to disagree so they can find her. Cause it I don't know, we can discuss this, but it seems to me like Ozan is like finally breaking away from his mom, although he called in to update her. And like he's more concerned about Aden than he is about the plan with his mom, is what the impression that I got, but I could be wrong. And so Aden like helps find the path and what is the speech oh and ozan just has a bunch of flashbacks of like aden loving him forever um and then atia had like has her whole thing going on about like you can hear the soil or whatever so she touches the ground and this like dirty water starts coming out which i don't even know what the point of that is like the oh i guess they were really thirsty they were like dying <laughs> yeah like everything around them is dead and clearly dead. not water in a long time yeah yeah but then there's like a weird spine like yeah because everything's skeleton. dead because it's been dry as hell <laughs> yeah but then there's a skeleton coming from the hole where the water was yeah coming. that was i think that was just a mistake like it looked like it was supposed to be something yeah. but i think it was just part of the set that they felt looked oh. cool that's yeah. my guess <laughs> So then Umut and Erhan are in the museum because they have to find these like maps because the maps are very old and they can't be taken out of the museum. So they have to go see them in the museum. But then the museum dude is super cheerful. But then he's like scared because something happened because somebody stole the maps. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and there's a sketchy dude who stole the maps. And Erhan is like very useless at going after him. And he loses him. Um, and then I think Ozan somehow like finds him and takes the maps away from him at night. Um, and then they're like at the camp, right? What? Yeah, they're at, at the like whatever thing camp. And um, they're like telling like Erhan thinks that Ozan stole the maps, and he's like, and then Johnson's like, well, if Ozan says that he didn't steal the maps, then he didn't steal the maps. And then Atiye like is has like a motherly moment with Aden where she sings her this song um, about the stars or the moon or something. Um, and obviously like they're in distress 
as you guys mentioned. And they're like sleeping under this, well, like in, under a ruin, I guess. I don't even know what to call that thing. And then Erhan and Ozan like work together to try to understand where the tree is. And they have this whole conversation about Serdar and how like, basically like they're more similar than they are, then they're more different. I don't even know. Like, cause we know that Ozan and Erhan had like a very, bad relationship and like whatever honestly I don't know if there's any important takeaway from that but like he says they're the same because he didn't get to live Aden's childhood and Serdar like didn't have good moments with Ozan which is kind of Serdar's fault to be honest <laughs> I mean that he didn't have any good moments with Ozan and then Melek is like looking at this map and we find out that the, the this archaeologist is working for her and she's like promised him that if he works for her, he'll be like responsible for this big discovery, um, which apparently is really important. So he's kind of like freaking out. But she, she like warns him that he can't make any more mistakes because apparently him stealing the maps was like really rash. But I don't know what other options he had to be perfectly honest. But so then Ozan and Erhan are like working together and they find this like constellation map that fits in with the like old Persian map and so they find this like I don't even know what they find basically like they find a, a place where everything meets um and then Aden is like watching the tv and like having a bad dream and she wakes up like screaming and then all of a sudden like she basically like passes out and Atiyah has to like help her and like, carry her kind of this was my main what the fuck slash confusion slash what is going on with this tv show part <laughs> same she, she like all of a sudden like dies yeah this is like now I about saving Aden suddenly I have no idea why yeah agreed and so well in the meantime Erhan and um Ozan find the place but like it seems to me and I'm just gonna assume that like they're on the in the same point but like on different worlds like in the upside down versus in the right side up whatever so yeah, that's kind of an issue. So they can't find them. But Ati like hears the voices, right? Or is it the other? No, yeah, she hears their voices. And she finds the tree finally. And she takes a little bit of this white sap and puts it on Aden's lips. And Aden survives. And then all of a sudden, they're taken to the right side up of the world. Where um, this weirdo dude is like lurking because Melek's mission for him was for him to get the girl, like get Aden. So then they get to the right side up, but Ati is like passed out now because like somebody has to die at all times. <laughs> in this did you did you did I miss it? Did you mention the weird like milk coming out of the tree on the the, the sap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. in in the in the previous like in in one of the scenes they had talked about the sap from the tree bringing yeah. people back from the dead. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. The sap saves Aden, who was suddenly dead. <laughs> for no reason but then now Ati is suddenly dead but she's yes. breathing and then first and then Aden like finally says like mom mother and Ati is like oh god and she wakes up because like of course <laughs> I mean that's more credible than the sap thing and then the suddenly Aden dying thing mm-hmm. um I will say that and they have a nice little family moment um and then Aden goes to hug Ozan which was also kind of weird um and then fade to black. And then there's this little boy, sh- like goat shepherd. Um, he's like Jay chilling, clearly not shepherding his goats. <laughs> <laughs> like listening to an old radio. And then all of a sudden the ground starts to crumble. So all the goats seem to like run away. And the kid like also gets scared. And it turns out that these like columns are emerging from the ground. And that's it the end looked, of the To me, it looked like the ritual sacrifice zone in the flashbacks that's the only thing i thought that's a good conjecture that's a very good conjecture so i think atia is gonna be there then on that slab if if anything is gonna make sense that needs to happen at some point (laughs) well like how is it gonna be stopped or like what's gonna happen maybe there's a r.i.p adan (laughs) (laughs) or r.i.p ati honestly when ati wasn't waking up i was like oh she's gonna die oh fuck
okay, so now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Spilling the tree sap as spilling one. Spilling the tree Ugh. sap, yes. It, it's funny because it looks like so much like wax, like random like, like a candle wax. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you're a kid and you just play with candle wax. Yes. I, just looked, I have not done that as a child. Never? <laughs> that sounds what? dangerous. Wouldn't it be hot? <laughs> Yeah, it cools down really quickly. I made little cubes out of hot wax. That was my favorite. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so Uma is not yet overtly evil. It's bothering me. Yeah. I need to be creepy and evil right away. I still have faith that there's going to be a twist there just because we got that medic tattoo in view fairly prominently. We did. It's true, but Umut's like was such a non-factor in this episode. Like she was literally the barista in this episode. Yeah. So (laughs) making her like an evil, like oh my god, Umut's evil as part of the big plot turns. I'm not sure that's gonna work out Mm. in the next episode. Yeah. But I agree. I would like it. Just very disappointing that we have literally no new information about the aliens slash cabal other than they can interfere with the radio signals, <laughs> like we saw with the mm. goat shepherd. And they uh, have one other um, acolyte in the form of Satan, the bearded archaeologist dude. Who could also have been Hannah, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, extremely he incompetent, though. He's yeah, like, he yeah. is. Rural incompetent. Yeah, he may not know, like, the, well, I don't know. I can't remember what Medic said, but I think I feel like she did allude to like a bigger plan. She and, said like, you're going to be the one to discover real life, whatever the yeah, hell that means. Exactly, but like, does he even know what that means? Probably not. He seems probably not low ranking. She probably just gave him twenty bucks and <laughs> called it a day. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot of pieces to pick up in two episodes, and I agree that it's going to be like a probably a game of thrones level of uh fail <laughs> yeah left <laughs> so bad. okay can we talk about the the atier aden journey because like that was horrible first of all it was boring, so boring. <laughs> most importantly <laughs> but what was the point i mean the point at the end her, was her to save mom. aden her saying mom i think was the point yeah the, the uh, little girl like finally speaking for once yeah so Still loving ozan more than her biological father mm-hmm. but <laughs> so atie tortured and nearly killed her daughter just to make her bond with her no but what, what why Harsh. did she torture her though she torture her I mean, she was, like, desperate for water, wandering in the desert for, like, six weeks, so that's what it felt like to me. Okay, she found, she made the spring appear. Aden died out of nowhere. Aden was peacefully asleep. She died out of exposure, because she was sleeping in a dress in the desert. Like, that's what happens. Yeah. (laughs) It gets cold out there. (laughs) also like a fake desert in the upside down so i don't know what (laughs) i didn't even realize they were skewing the colors until they like did the upside down thing and i was like oh it's brighter here (laughs) i hated it all all was so dumb it was so dumb and i don't understand what the point was like there was no point at the end it was like oh and she saved her daughter but like when was her daughter like what like when they started this journey there was nothing to do with the daughter but then there's the the other point that i okay so there's two points that i don't understand first why she goes and hugs ozan after um why i loves ozan like she's her daddy yeah she's never like loved like not been enthusiastic to see him she's always been like very smiley and only at him (laughs) but i thought like the whole point of the scene was to like show that they were now a family I mean, like, Erhan's uh-huh. like totally third wheeling everything. Yeah, Erhan um, needs to go make a new family with Umut. <laughs> and then, what was the what was the big discovery that they were gonna make? Like that this guy was gonna get credited with. Those we don't know kids. that yet. They it's keep saying real life, which yeah. I I just have yeah, no that idea. was very confusing. Something that I hope they'll reveal what the hell they're talking about. Hmm. 
Isn't it great how uh, every map is available immediately on semi-transparent paper that you can just like overlay on other maps <laughs> and the answers you're looking for? Okay, so the, the map stealing thing. Sophia, you said that uh, evil henchman guy stole the <laughs> maps, but didn't Ozan show up at the trailer with the maps? Yeah, but he beat down sketchy guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, in, in an alley, yeah. Oh, I completely missed that. <laughs> God, there's three of us on the <laughs> Okay, got it. Go on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that at all. All right, it's, cool. I like exposing where we all take phone breaks. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> but clearly, yeah, but you're looking. the. Eski's the only one who could successfully do it because if we don't do it, we'll miss the subtitles. Yeah. And <laughs> That's true. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Is Ozan completely like not listening to Melek at this point, or are they still working know. together? No, because he calls her though to say like I'm worried. And yeah. he, but he's she says like go back to Istanbul or whatever, and he says no, I'm not leaving without the girl. Then, yeah. But there's still kind of, it's not like a full if we, break. If we knew what the fuck they were after, like what Medic's objective was, it would make a lot, it would make it a lot easier to understand, like, or at least guess what people stand. But we know absolutely nothing. And it's like not like the cool, intriguing, I want to find out more kind of not knowing nothing. It's like an annoying, I don't know enough to enjoy this um, feeling. So I'm very, I'm very put off by how we haven't found out anything more about medics organization or what they want (laughs) yeah they're definitely sacrificing like character development or character moments for the sake of keeping the mystery and yeah i would rather know more about like ozan and melek and what they're doing than have a surprise how each character is gonna get out of whatever situation that they're in or or further their goals but we're so far behind that we, in the storytelling that we don't even know what their goals are. I mean, we literally spent this entire episode wandering in the fucking desert for no reason. Yeah, Ati giving advice that was useless because Adan knew more from the beginning. I mean, literally, they're wandering around. Adan is, like, about to die of dehydration and exposure. And Ati's like, I'm gonna teach you what my grandma taught me. And then, like, <laughs> six days later, some water appears and the girl doesn't die. It's like, what is this? My favorite was when was like, how do we walk by this rock? And Adan like silently like rolling her eyes like, yeah, because you're <laughs> this star on your body that's on this rock. <laughs> the snake went into this rock. Maybe we should go where the snake disappeared. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. The snake. That's hella like Garden of Eden. Yes. But I mean, that's the whole point the it seems. Snake, like, it was helpful. Yeah. But why do they get like why do they get help in the middle of the road but then they get like no help like oh we'll just guide you to for part of the way and then bye yeah Sahara guides them through the cave but then they're out of the cave and no one knows why and I guess that was just like going to a parallel reality yeah through the cave but why because Sahel Aden was sick, even though we didn't know she was sick. Tunnel. Okay, Sahara's excuse is the is that she's in the transitionary space. The snake. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the snake just went, goes into a rock. I don't know that that stuff was very bizarre. Like honestly, this episode was a throwaway episode. Like they should have just yeah, not done it. Totally wasted everyone's time with that. Yeah. Particularly our time. Yeah, which is the most important. Uh, the snake in the desert is very Jesus getting tempted by the devil. Plus, like, the name Aden and clearly Atia being Eve. It's very devilish, but then, like, it's helpful. But then it disappears all of a sudden. It disappears. They almost and, died. Was it trying to kill and them? And then also Atia says, like, oh, this is the second time a snake has helped me. Or yeah, something we, weird, and I was like, "When, the f- like last time, it was a fly or something, wasn't it?" No, it was a bee. It was a bee in the cave. Yeah, a bee. That's what it was. <laughs> Maybe Adam was sick because the snake bit her, and we just didn't see it, and they forgot to yeah, put it in Atiyah, the episode. Like Atia, we weren't paying any attention to the daughter whatsoever. <laughs> Ever, she- like she lost her like six times. 
<laughs> oh god she was so she, atia was peak atia this episode so peak. <laughs> yeah yeah bad 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 okay john su yells at ozan some more okay why was john su so sketchy this episode there was something off about her i don't know if it's bad acting from the act <laughs> i think her foundation was just off okay so new game for the podcast Bad acting or bad makeup <laughs> or bad nose piercing. Bad nose piercing. <laughs> Which of the three? Bad rat tail. <laughs> Ooh, that was bad. Yeah. Even if you had a rat tail, you would put it up in your ponytail. Like, why? Why would it be hanging down there? I don't get it. But there wasn't any development with the Jansu Ozan thing, right? She just like started to feel bad for him because he was sitting on a bench. Yeah, and she also, like, bothered to mention the fact that her niece had been kidnapped by him. Like, up until now, all the scolding has been around just, like, his general being a bad boyfriend or whatever. Like, nothing to do with the whole, like, horrific thing that Ozan did to Jansu's family. (laughs) And I was like, oh, by the way, I'm really mad (laughs) at this thing, too. (laughs) Yeah. Well, were you all thrilled to hear Adan scream again? (laughs) <laughs> so thrilled <laughs> same i don't know what the hell that was though i know we talked about it a little bit in the recap i have no idea what to make of the tv in medic was it the tv in medics or the tv in the map room that led it was the in the map room wasn't okay. it okay yeah so like the tv seemed in the right side up seemed to be connected to the aliens but then it wasn't because it went to like a dream or the past i think now that we're talking about it because i was also super confused my theory is that this was you know when like directors like zoom in on something and then zoom out and you're in a different transition yeah i think it was just a very poorly done transition very poorly done yes Because originally when I saw it, I was like, is the TV spying on them? Yeah, that's what I thought too. That's yeah. what that, suge- that level of zooming and like pausing suggests that. Yeah, and I then- don't know. But then we were in the nightmare, so it didn't make any sense. So we think that's a, that was a nightmare. And then the aliens weren't actually watching. Yeah, that's my theory. At least. I would think so too, yeah. Because like she was asleep and then she woke up. Yeah. Or it could be a flashback too. Either or. Yeah, it was really confusing for no reason. It added nothing and it just confused more. Yes. Okay, Erhan and Ozan have an extremely long heart-to-heart, which seems like it's going to end with them coming to some sort of agreement, but actually it just ends with Erhan being like, get the fuck away from my family, which he's already <laughs> said a hundred times. Yeah, we need to hear it again. Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I need to confirm that Adhan is still not Team Oza. <laughs> Except like at the end, like Aden hugging Ozan to me is a sign that like they can't get rid of Ozan. Yeah. And they can't get rid of Jansu. Like, how has she not died yet? What is she even what what point is she's, she she's serving the, there? The most badly used character on the show completely Mm -hmm. agree like why like we didn't see mustafa or set up in this episode like why couldn't she just stayed in Istanbul? she didn't add anything i guess she was there to make sure that erhan didn't kill ozan i guess so i don't understand it at all i'm like pretty worried about the next two episodes i think it's going to be an absolute disaster if the third to last episode is them wandering through desert for no reason and then in the last five seconds them deciding the reason was that Aden was going to die and then then saving Aden and like what they have no idea what's going on clearly I feel like as if you had seen this last season beforehand (laughs) you would have been like nope (laughs) Yeah, they had a lot of room in this third season to tie everything together. But each episode, now that we're like so close, I'm like, you've squandered all your time. There's no way this ends without, like, there's going to be loose threads. They're not going to tie everything together. There's just not enough time. Plot holes. Yeah. I mean, remember, I was thinking back to the first season today. Remember when she was like, 
a cool artist living in Istanbul with boyfriend problems? Like, what happened to that show? Yeah, yeah. I now don't she's understand. With a hippie zombie. Hippie zombie who randomly dies slash her daughter randomly dies at convenient moments. <laughs> and her husband is a piece of shit who just yells a lot and doesn't do anything. Yeah, may or may not be working with a trader who's also underdeveloped. <laughs> who, who's also probably going to be a barista. That's it. I also want to call out Erhan, Sophia, you kind of alluded to this. When he's chasing the sketchy guy Selim <laughs> Selim. <laughs> Selim jumps over like a little like, yeah 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 a ledge fence. thingy yeah <laughs> and Aaron has to like run yeah, around yeah 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 oh god her. that was my what the fuck for sure that was so funny <laughs> and then he literally ran maybe like five feet in one direction and then five feet another and it's it's Martin. There's like yeah, it's alleys and it's narrow. But he just goes, well, he's gone. <laughs> it was so funny, and also like that guy is clearly not some like parkour expert. Like I think you can keep up, Erhan. <laughs> yeah. Oy. I think we know who's on Fatma's hit list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the nomination has been submitted. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything more to add other than rolling my eyes and being fairly excited to watch the next episode only to roll my eyes more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we do like, do you see a successful way to wrap up the show from no. here? Yeah. No. Oh, wait, I also, well, okay. Well, let's do this and then I'll ask another question today. Okay. They have to, they have to spill, like the first scene in the new episode has to be a retrospective or a flashback explaining how Medic is alive and what she's been working towards yes. and how yeah. much she pulled Oz- Ozan. Well, that's also important for us to know at this point, now that it's so late. Um, once we're fully caught up, on, on the whole end. history of the cabal and everything. Exactly. Once yes. we're fully caught up on all that, including her end game. Yeah. And we just get to watch her execute all the next steps, which is just going to be pure action and plot moving forward. Yeah. In parallel, I mean, we need to see what like creepy Satan is still like lurking behind the rocks. I think he has to make some kind of a move, although mm-hmm. there's like four other people there. I don't really know. Four other adults there. I don't really know how he's going to do that, but he <laughs> needs to, I think Odin being held hostage and then some kind of a sacrifice scene, like as part of the end game for the cabal mm-hmm. where, you know, Atia makes, makes a decision, has to make a decision, um, something like that. I mean, they really have to, this next episode, I would say the majority of the real estate has to be devoted to fully exposing what the cabal is and mm. their end game. And then last episode can be like Atia deciding whether she sacrifices herself or, you know, of course she's going to do that if that's what happens, but fake tension there as to whether she will or won't. I don't know though. I don't know how they're going to do all of that in two hours, basically. There's, there's no way, like, there's no successful way unless they just, like, leave a bunch of loose ends. Like, there's, I don't even know. Like, are they even going to explain the Kabbalah or just they're just going to, like, defeat Melek and, like, whatever. No explanation about what Melek was after, what her yeah. endgame was. Yeah, for me, I completely agree. Like, I think finding out the history of the cabal is most important for me for like valuing the end of the show yeah (laughs) like i need at least 20 minutes maybe the entire episode just like the history of the cabal what melek is up to what the plan is all of that and the massacre that they mentioned in the last episode exactly yeah ended up just being a pile of bones that wasn't explained yeah it was not explained at all there were so many things that were extremely confusing and like now these like random towers appearing and like the little <laughs> goat shepherd boy. Yeah. Clearly that that's the like... setup for the final confrontation, which is fine. Yeah. But um, the problem is there's no, if it's just like the history of the cabal and then Ati and Aden, like end game sacrifice or whatever, that's fine. 
but the problem is they also have to find a part for John Su and Erhan and Ozan yeah. and Selim and, Mel- and like all of these people to play some the mom, have a couple lines, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Unless they're just all wiped out in like 30 seconds in the beginning of next episode. <laughs> also, Mustafa made that very fun threat against Ozan's life that I just don't think that he's going <laughs> to action <laughs> unless mustafa and sarah like show up in martin which i would just be like so horrified if they did i hope that they're done because they can't keep sarah. adding people into this it's really yeah. bad they need to streamline the end yeah what was your question sophia oh my question is do you remember that ozan has this weird necklace that he puts on the oh, yeah, the watching him? Rock that what the hell that was that him? I then uh, just like found a rock on the beach and gave it to him and he put uh, a spear around it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, they showed was... like the flashback of her finding the rock and handing it to him, and it was very dumb. Clearly was not big. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, I thought the rock was gonna have something more profound, but it just seems to have sentimental value. Okay. Do you think <laughs> we're gonna get the like bullseye symbol explanation? I mean, we better. But... Yeah. <laughs> they're definitely um, emphasizing it with like the way Melek is being shot and dressed, and dressed. <laughs> I mean those outfits are insane like what in the world is she wearing her hair was so disgusting this episode it literally looked like she hadn't washed in a year she hasn't, yeah she hasn't washed since she came in back to life <laughs> <laughs> ew <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's the have- villain <laughs> hair left at that point if you just didn't even wash it for eight years i feel like you'd get some kind of a uh, skin disease no i feel like that's some hippie thing like they think it makes your hair more healthy or something but there but it also with the summer of this is a super disgusting um uh um sidebar but in the summer of love oh no in San Francisco or in Berkeley wherever wherever these hippies were all like living in a park together without washing for months they all developed these diseases that didn't even have names because basic human hygiene had eliminated those diseases <laughs> so the, the, the oh doctors my God. Like, they had like weird skin conditions and hair like scalp conditions and the doctors were like we're gonna call this the mange or we're gonna call this the itch <laughs> like, I don't know what to call this because modern medicine has not seen these diseases because people wash themselves now um so i think medic would have those so she probably does wash but yeah good thing we're not drinking or eating anything other than sammy <laughs> i'm gonna go take a shower immediately <laughs> disgusting <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was watching an episode of Queer Eye and they have someone on that like doesn't wash their hair and they wash his hair and like brown water comes out. It's Ew. So yeah. Gross. Oh. I do need to watch. There's like a new season, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I need to watch it. Um, okay, anything else for this section? Nope. Not on my end. Okay. Oh, well, some the, some of the music was weird, but I don't know if that's more of what the fuck. Yeah, like, was that chimes during the... Um, the sap. Like, montage of Aden loving Gozan? It. It, was, it was long. <laughs> I completely missed it. I don't know. It, I mean, I everything was weird, so, yes. Everything was weird. Sure. <laughs> Clearly, we're very optimistic about the direction of the show. I, well, I was I was optimistic until this episode, and, and now I'm like, there's no way you. I mean, this episode this was just yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna move on into our history section, where we are talking about various different kinds of Turkish coffee. Uh, if you thought there was only one kind you're wrong (laughs) so the coffee mentioned in this episode is dibek kafesi which is um i think it means mortar coffee so it's a different way of grinding the beans uh it was popular in ottoman times and it 
Um, I think I assume that it can have various ingredients because it's mostly about the preparation with the mortar. But the article that I found says it says it contains coffee beans, goat horns, tincture, cocoa, zater, coffee cream, and salep, which is um, orchid. So resin, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but apparently it's like it almost tastes like co- like milk coffee, like coffee with milk. Um, so I'm interested to try it if we ever go to Marden. Sounds cool. Because Turkish coffee, traditional Turkish coffee is a little strong for me. Really? I like it. Don't like it. Uh, another kind of um, Turkish coffee that I've actually had this time is Menengic, which is made from um, wild pistachios ground up like they are coffee beans. And it's got like a more floral flavor. Um, it's, co- it's common in Antep, I think. And it's delicious. Highly recommend. Okay, so this article talks about Mora coffee, which means bitter in Arabic. And it's popular in Urfa. It is just more bitter than traditional Turkish coffee, but pretty much the same, I think. And you cook it in a larger pot than traditional Turkish coffee with a long spoon. See, I'm, I kind of object to like Menengich being on this list at all because it's not really coffee, right, at all. Like there's no coffee beans in it. But it's served like coffee, you know? Right, but I mean, in different parts of Turkey, they do like saffron coffee or, or um, almond coffee. And it's like, okay. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's 0% coffee. It's just like <laughs> ground up and... Uh, Ground and Jezbe, water put through it and yeah yeah but I feel like yeah Dibek's interesting because it's got um coffee plus other spices and then Muraya just sounds like basically Turkish coffee like standard Turkish coffee a little bit more bitter like you said but it's just interesting that this art that the article we're looking at doesn't uh highlight like the other regional random like herbs and nuts mm-hmm. <laughs> that are made the quote-unquote coffee is just talking about the pistachio version apparently coffee was first introduced in the second half of the 16th century by the ottoman governor of yemen who uh had Suleiman the magnificent drink the coffee and then you know it exploded from there the first two coffee houses were opened in istanbul in 1554 and then the, I think the, well, they, there's a lot of cities in Europe that claim to have the first European coffee house. I think Austria's one, Vienna claims yeah. that. And then when I, w- actually, we were both, wasn't it in Lviv too, in Ukraine, Sammy, that someone was also making a claim about? I think so. Yeah. The first it's possible. Yeah. I know when we were in Vienna, yeah, they said that coffee came when the Ottomans were sieging Vienna. People yeah. were like sneaking stuff through the lines, and one of the things they snuck through was coffee. Yeah, and everybody in Vienna was like, "Yeah, I'm into yeah. this." <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it could be it could be that you know, early coffee shops popped up in multiple cities. It's all it's it's impossible to place them um, precisely. On yes, the time we know all about convergent cultural evolution <laughs> well no I, like because just because Lviv like had a um a, a Turkish and Armenian quarter mm-hmm. and a lot of merchants from the Middle East passing through so it makes a lot of sense that it would show up there um and the siege of Vienna story probably has some truth to it because there's like multiple versions of that um whether it be a spy being rewarded with you know a property deed to open a coffee shop or just like like you said probably the more mundane version where it just got smuggled in and people liked it (laughs) i like the spy story though i forgot about that one yeah the spy story is very dramatic um and seems a little bit too dramatic to be real but maybe it is (laughs) Um, or even just like all the different you know government officials and merchants uh from the west passing through Istanbul like I don't really believe mm-hmm. that first time good point a westerner tried coffee was 
in their own in one of their own cities like they probably if it was that popular they probably were invited to try it in Istanbul or somewhere else in the Ottoman Empire but it's fun to speculate what are your guys's favorite coffee drinks favorite coffee order um I don't really like coffee like at all coffee yeah I hate it um but uh, the only coffee that I'll really drink is uh like the middle tier of sweetness Turkish coffee uh, and that's only if I'm like extremely full it settles my stomach yeah <laughs> um, so it's coffee's so nice after yeah. after a big meal yeah. I my favorite coffee is a macchiato for sure which is an espresso with like a shot of was a tiny bit of milk but I like most coffees I think all coffees I only like coffee with milk because I'm lame <laughs> but uh one of my favorite coffees was that the colombian chain coffee place that has that like icy one juan valdez juan valdez, juan valdez. yeah that i uh, like milkshake coffee thing was so delicious <laughs> it's so good i crave it a lot <laughs> and now so i live good. really close to it so sometimes i go yum i'm jealous yep jk <laughs> Well, that's uh, more all the more reason to come and visit me. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. So now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck Sultan of success and Fatima's hit list. Um, okay. What the fuck? (laughs) Okay. I have several. So one is the random faucet where there was like a random faucet in the middle of the desert. Oh yeah. That was their powers, Sophia. What? No, no, but there's like there's like no infrastructure to be seen anywhere. Oh, some, oh, you mean the physical faucet? faucet. Yeah. That yeah, was my I, I favorite can... part of the episode when um Aden is like turning the faucet, like I'm about to die of thirst. And Atier's like, I'm gonna teach you what my grandma taught me. Listen to the silence and then walks away. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so good. I think it was the deepest silence within you. And I was like, kindly <laughs> fuck off to the deepest silence within yourself. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Honestly, until we got further in the episode, I thought that random faucet was just, because I, I had this theory when they were wandering through the ruins slash desert that maybe it was the upside down and like post-apocalyptic Mardin. So I was Ooh. like, okay, the faucet is like, you know, plausible if there was once a city here that's now gone because of whatever event Adan needed to ward off. I like uh, that idea. But then it just seemed like they were in the desert and it wasn't like anything special. So IDK. <laughs> Yep. There's, not, there's not enough time for them to like show that it's post-apocalyptic Martin. no because it switched back already so yeah, we're done with that exactly I didn't even write down any WTFs because similar to your experience last episode Sammy <laughs> everything that happened was a WTF yeah the, the definitely the music for the sap scene was also a WTF <laughs> yeah I noticed that too I wrote that down it was like um, crazy Selim, just like Selim was what the fuck the whole time. He was just like so sketchy and bad at hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Like Jansu also, there was something off about her. And then also what you what you mentioned about like all of a sudden Aden is dead and that well dead. And then all of a sudden Ati is dead. And then yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's almost too big to be a what the fuck though it's like the m- most major plot point of this episode yeah which is <laughs> probably a problem <laughs> i would be concerned if i were the showrunners <laughs> i was overjoyed when atia was walking out of the cave and i was like oh my god she's wearing pants finally for an appropriate a clothing choice and then it was like no it's a fucking blue linen jumpsuit yeah that is so unflattering and ugly and i don't understand 
what they're doing to this poor woman. It's like maybe the actress like pissed off everyone on production and now they're just torturing her. I don't know. <laughs> She's like doing a scene and the director's like, no, look dumber. Oh, and here's a new outfit for you. <laughs> hey. Um. Oh yeah. So during the journey with Adem, Ate is like monologuing to us when she could easily just be talking to Aden, then that didn't make any sense to me except that like they forgot to do it when they were filming and she had to do voiceover or something like it did I didn't understand why that was happening uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know um and then my last one was just that Erhan is like just playing Marco Polo for the majority of the episode and he's pretty bad at it mm-hmm. Uh, but he did find them, so kudos to him, I guess. Okay, who is <laughs> who's going to be our sultan of success this episode? God, I don't know. Oh no, I was muted. I said Aden because she finally spoke. Mm. Mm. She did almost die, but she lived. And she spoke. <laughs> and she spoke. And then she was with her parents and her dad. Her other dad. Yeah. I mean, I really have no alternatives to give you. Like, I think that's the best one we got. Um, What about the hit list? Uh, Or Erhan. I don't remember. I get their names mixed up all the time. I kind of want Atia just to like end our misery here. (laughs) Killer. We're done. Please stop. (laughs) We're done. I don't understand. Maybe if she dies, she'll go back to a more fun reality. It's possible. <laughs> but we're going Erhan for Fatma's hit list? I think so. Okay. All right. Well, congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Aden. We hope that you don't get human sacrificed in the next episode, but it's certainly a possibility. Watch out to Erhan. You're on Fatma's hit list. And watch out, Atiye, because you're on my hit list. I don't know what the hell is going on with you, but you need to step it up if you want me to root for you. Thank you all so much for listening. And next time we'll be talking about season three, episode seven, the penultimate episode of the series where I'm sure everything will make a whole lot of sense. Talk to you guys next time. 